Hey talkers, welcome to Keep Talking Podcast. Keep Talking is the best platform for you to reach an advanced level of English by practicing every day and also connect with a global community. This podcast is a mix of our Instagram lives and IGTV videos, along with other recorded content. Sometimes we just give tips on how to improve your English, and other times we talk about a wide variety of topics, sometimes with special guests. Most of the episodes are in English, some are a mix of English and Spanish, and in a few we only speak Spanish. I hope you enjoy, and remember to follow us on Instagram at keeptalkingco, or check out our website, keeptalking.co, to join our community and learn more about how we can help you. And we are live. What's going on, everybody? Happy Sunday. We are live here today with Keep Talking. I'm excited about this episode because we're going to be talking about something that I am super passionate about, which is fitness and nutrition. This is going to be a, let's call it a high level English episode. And whoops, we've already got the first technical error. My phone fell down. Looks like we've got our first couple of people coming in. Hopefully my phone won't fall down anymore. We're recording this on Instagram live, and we're also going to have it up as a podcast as well. Um, hello, everyone. Welcome, Carlos. Welcome, Andres. Um, like I said, today we're going to be talking about fitness and nutrition. I'm going to be speaking in some pretty high level English today. Um, it's going to be probably 90 to 95% English in this podcast episode. Um, and then maybe five or 10% of the time giving some key terms in Spanish, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but we're going to be going really into details on my exercise routine, um, on my diet, the things I eat every day. Um, because ultimately, I think that this is something that can benefit a lot of you as well. Um, I know we have a lot of people who follow us who are really into making lifestyle changes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and especially over the past two months, I've been making some changes in my diet and the way I eat. Uh, number one, to try to, well, to look better, let's be honest, right? To try to get stronger, have bigger muscles, et cetera, et cetera. But then also to have higher levels of energy throughout the day, uh, because this is something that we can do with our diet and it's really important. And I wanna share what I've learned about with you guys. Um, for most of you who, um, you know, who know me, I'm someone who's always done a lot of exercise, right? always a lot of exercise almost every day. Uh, but what I started doing over the last couple months that's a new thing for me is tracking my macronutrients. Now, what are macronutrients? Los macronutrientes, ¿verdad? So macronutrients are proteins, carbs, and fats. Proteínas, carbohidratos, um, y grasas. And I'm going to go into all of the details about this um, throughout this, throughout this live and throughout this podcast episode. We have a couple more people joining work. Welcome, Eric. It's great to see you today. Um, hope to have you again at the Conversations Club this week. Um, by the way, also send your questions as we go along throughout this live. If you guys have questions about fitness and nutrition, dieting, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so like I said, I'm a person who likes to do uh, a lot of exercise basically almost every day. Um, I do it in the morning usually. I'm going to go through what exactly is my exercise routine. Um, there's There are some strange things about it, right? The way that I do my exercise is a little different than most people because I don't do it at a gym. Um, it's been at least three or four years now since I've had really a gym membership. Um, I do almost all of my exercise outside. Um, sometimes I even do it barefoot, um, sin zapatos, verdad? So I'm going to talk about some of the the strange things that I do as a part of my exercise routine, also some of the strange things that I do 
with, um, with my diet, right? Like fasting, el ayuno, el ayuno intermittente, especialmente. Intermittent fasting, this is something that I'm a big believer in. Um, however, there are, there are almost kind of two different schools of thought when it comes to, let's say, you know, uh, fitness, getting stronger, lifestyle, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you have on the one hand, people that are uh, like bodybuilders, let's say, who always want to get, a, get really strong and get a lot of muscle, et cetera, et cetera. And they're eating almost all of the time. We're talking about eating six or seven different meals a day. Seis, siete comidas por día, verdad? Siempre proteína, proteína, proteína. Just a ton of protein overall. Then on the other hand, you have people that are in the longevity space, verdad? Que quieren mejorar la longevidad. Um, and when we talk about longevity and living a long time, we know that it's, in general, it's not good to be eating tons and tons of protein all the time. So what I want to share with you guys are some of my new ideas, the things that I've learned and the things that I hope are going to work for me that will help me get very strong and physically fit but then at the same time, be able to have a body that's going to stay healthy for a long time. And like I said, we're going to go into some high level English. This is inglés de nivel muy, muy alto hoy sobre esos temas de fitness, alimentación, etc., etc., y dieta. So welcome. We've got a couple more people joining us. Be sure to send me your questions as we go along as well. I'm specifically talking about fitness and nutrition and about my routines today. Um, so let's talk to begin just about exercise in general, right? Because I'm someone who has done a lot of exercise for quite a long time. I usually do about 45 minutes to one hour of exercise per day. And most of the time it's weightlifting, levantando pesas, verdad? But like I said, I actually don't have a gym membership, right? I don't go to a gym. So what I have that I use are a couple of dumbbells, mancuernas, that are 55 pounds each, so about 25 kilos. So dos mancuernas de más o menos 25 kilos, 55 libras. I also have some resistance bands that I use, unas bandas o ligas de resistencia. Um, and I do most of my workout outside, like I said. Um, so what I usually do is I have, I go in kind of a three-day cycle. And a lot of people do this. Um, so one day is usually a day where I do pulling exercises, sea jalando, verdad? And the other day, the next day would be pushing. Um, so empujando cosas, usando fuerza para empujar. And then the third day is leg day, piernas, verdad? So, <clears throat> excuse me. So that's kind of my general routine, right? Is to do a pull day, a push day, and a leg day. Uh, and for those of you who don't do a lot of exercise, uh, like I said, this is going to be kind of some more advanced level techniques. But I think for all of us, if you're looking at starting like an exercise routine, it's good to have in general kind of a routine like that where you do one day you might work on your legs. The next day you do upper body exercises where you're doing a lot of pulling. And then the next day upper body exercises where you're doing a lot of pushing exercises. Um, so piernas. Jalando y empujando. Es rutina, ¿verdad? Uh, um, so that's kind of my general routine, and it kind of has been for a while. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the specific exercises that I do as we go along here, right? Um, welcome, everybody. We got a couple other people joining. Like I said, send me your questions. And actually, if you can, go ahead and put in the comments, for those of you who are listening so far, what kind of exercise do you do? I would love to hear your comments. What, what is your exercise routine? ¿Cuál es tu rutina de ejercicios? 
eh, vas a un gimnasio, haces ejercicio en casa, tal vez no haces ningún ejercicio, no hay problema, ¿verdad? But put down in the comments for me what kind of exercise you do. Um, that way maybe I can help you guys. Uh, we can share some thoughts on this as we go along throughout this live, right? Um, so I'm waiting for your comments and your questions. What type of exercise do you do? ¿Qué tipo de ejercicio haces? ¿verdad? Um, so for me personally, like I said, I'm one who works out. Uh, when we say workout, that means to exercise. Workout es hacer ejercicios. I work out basically every day, at least six days a week, right? Um, most of the time I have one day a week, which is like a yoga day, uh, a yoga and a cardio day. And I'll explain more about that in a second here. But I usually do do some sort of resistance training, entrenamiento de resistencia o pesas, six days a week, seis días por semana en las mañanas. And we have our first comment here from Eduardo who says he does cycling, ciclismo, cycling in the mornings. Very good. Yes. So obviously cycling is a form of cardio exercise. You're strengthening your legs. Um, very good. Uh, I actually have a follow-up question for you on that, um, Eduardo. Do you do it fasting? Lo haces en ayuno? Uh, or, or do you already eat before you do exercise? Because I'm going to touch on this as well. Um, I do my exercise in the morning as well. I do it every day in the morning. And I'm basically always in a fasted state. Estoy en un estado de ayuno, ¿verdad? So usually the last time I've eaten anything when I work out is sometime between 5 and 7 p.m. the night before. And then I work out around 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock each morning in a fasted state, meaning I haven't eaten anything for the last 12 hours. Entonces, estoy en un estado de ayuno, no he comido desde las, por las últimas 12 horas cuando estoy haciendo mis ejercicios, ¿verdad? Now, I'm going to go into some of the details here about why it might be a good idea to, to do exercise in a fasted state, why it might be better to do it after you've eaten, because there are different opinions on this, right? Um, so Eduardo's um, answer to that question is, I just like to drink a cup of coffee before the training. Yes. And that's actually the same exact way that I do it, right? I just, I have my coffee in the morning. Usually I wake up pretty early around 4.30 or 5 o'clock in the morning. I have my coffee and then usually I get started with my exercise. Uh, I have my coffee while I'm doing my meditation, my journaling, and then I start my exercise at around 5.30 or 6 o'clock in the morning. Um, and I do think it's a good idea to have coffee uh, before you exercise because when you have coffee, as long as you're not putting things like sugar or a whole bunch of the crap that people put into it, uh, as long as there are no calories really in your coffee, you're not breaking your fast. No estás rompiendo tu ayuno con un café. Si es un café regular, sin toda la, la comida chatarra que a veces ponen en su café, ¿verdad? Sin todo el azúcar, right? So that's the way I usually do it, the same way that you do it, Eduardo, which is to, have, to do the exercise just after coffee. So technically, we are in a fasted state. Uh, we have another comment here from Brian says, I exercise three times a week at the gym. Excellent. And then, Brian, my question to you on that would be, what kind of exercise are you usually doing? Are you doing weights? Um, ¿Estás levantando pesas? Is it resistance training? Is it cardio? Tell me a little bit more about the type of training that you're doing. Now, the reason that I choose to exercise in a fasted state usually is because, well, number one, I'm a big fan of intermittent fasting. Muy fanático del ayuno intermitente, ¿verdad? Uh, with intermittent fasting, basically, this is where you go for a certain period each day, typically at least 12 hours, at least 12 hours, 
where you don't eat anything, right? And that's really pretty easy to do for most of us. Let's say the last time you eat is seven o'clock p.m. Then the next morning at seven o'clock a.m., um, you know, it's been 12 hours. So then if you skip breakfast and you don't eat anything until 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock the next day, then you've done an intermittent fast for about 16 or 17 hours. And I'm gonna go into more details on intermittent fasting here as well. Um, we have a comment from, from Carlos here says, I exercise in the morning while fasting six times a week or so I try. It's excellent, Carlos. Yep, we're very similar in that. Um, yes, and the reason that I like doing it in a fasted state is because there are a lot of benefits to intermittent fasting for one. There are benefits um, not just for your health overall. Intermittent fasting is great because it gets you into a state of ketosis, un estado de cetosis, where we, instead of using glucose uh, in, a, in a state of glucosis, where we're burning glucose and sugar as our primary source of fuel, in a state of ketosis, cetosis, we are burning fats, quemando grasas, uh, as the main source of fuel, right? And so that's why I think that it is very good to do exercise, whether it's cardio or whether it's weightlifting in a fasted state, because from everything that I've heard and learned, we are burning more fat by doing that. And since I know some of you are going to ask this question, I do believe it's possible to, to burn fat and to gain muscle at the same time through an exercise routine. Yo sí creo que es posible quemar grasa y aumentar músculo al mismo tiempo durante una rutina de ejercicios, ¿verdad? And we will talk more about that. So Brian's answer here, he says, I do different exercises, the ones you mentioned before, pushing, pulling, leg day two. I dislike cardio, I love it. <laughs> and and we will we'll talk more about that. Que no me gusta el cardio. Uh, yeah, cardio is something that I think, especially for people who, well, for almost all people, I think that cardio is something we should use very sparingly. Muy poco cardio. I really, I, I think that it's, ultimately, it's not that useful for most people. And the thing that we should be focusing on more is weight-bearing or weight-lifting exercise. Ejercicios de resistencia. Now, there are some forms of cardio. Cycling, I do think, is a very good form. Um, you know, you're using your legs. It's also good to be outside. Um, swimming is a great form of cardio that also involves uh, your upper body muscles as well. Uh, rowing, remando, eso es algo muy bueno. Uh, that's also a type of cardio where you're kind of using your whole body. So I don't want to totally hate on cardio, right? But I think in general, for most of us, we should be doing more resistance training than we, than we do with cardio. And actually the biggest reason is because with resistance training, we typically actually burn more fat than we do with cardio because when we do resistance training, it's been proven that throughout the day, we continue burning more fat as we go through the day after we do a resistance or weight training routine. Entonces, si haces una rutina matinal de levantar pesas, ¿verdad? Algo de resistencia. Tu cuerpo sigue quemando más grasas a lo largo del día. With cardio, it's not exactly like that. Con el cardio, se dice que no estamos pues aumentando la quema, digamos, de grasas a lo largo del día. Solo estamos quemando grasas en este momento. So that's one of the reasons I recommend weight training overall. Weight training is also just a great thing for our health overall, for the health of our bones, our joints. It's important, especially when you get to be over 30, like I am, to keep developing um, some muscles over time, because we know that in men, um, well, and in women, 
Typically, once you reach about the age of 30, and I'm 32 now, we do start to gradually lose some muscle over time unless we do a lot of things daily to keep lifting weights and to continue increasing our muscle mass. So I have a lot of reasons that I would recommend always doing some sort of weights every day for you guys, almost every day, some sort of resistance training with weights, algún tipo de, de ejercicio de resistencia, con pesas, ¿verdad? Um, welcome for everyone who's just joining us. We're talking specifically today about fitness and nutrition. Um, and please share in the comments, what kind of exercise do you guys do? ¿Qué tipo de ejercicio hacen ustedes? Quiero escuchar sus respuestas, etc., etc. Um, so going back to my routine. Now, like I said, I usually do my exercise in a fasted state. Um, and then I'm going to explain... Why don't we actually go into my, my diet, right? So about two months ago, I decided that I wanted to do something that's called tracking my macros. It's sort of like manteniendo un registro de mis macronutrientes. When we say macros in English, we're talking about macronutrients. So proteins, carbs, and fats. Proteínas, carbohidratos y grasas. Okay, so I decided that I wanted to start tracking my macros. So I signed up for this program, and the program is actually a Colombian program. You guys can check it out. It's called Metamorphosis Diet Master. Um, and what they do is they send you a plan where you can, they, they basically tell you how much to eat. They tell you how much to eat at each meal. Now, it is a little bit tedious. Un poco tedioso porque tienes que medir cosas. You have to measure things. You have to measure the quantity of a lot of different foods that you're eating, et cetera, et cetera. Because they're going to tell you exactly how many grams of protein, how many grams of carbohydrates, and how many grams of fat you need with each meal in order to get the body that you want. So for example, right now with me, I, so just to give it in the measurements we use in the U.S., I weigh about uh, 195 pounds, so como 88 kilos, más o menos. Now my goal is to get up to about 210 pounds, so más o menos unos, no, serían como 95, bueno, subir como 5 a 7 kilos de pura masa muscular. So I'm trying to basically gain about 15 pounds of muscle without gaining any fat. And that's a, it's a challenging thing to do because most of the time we when we talk about exercising, people are doing one of two things. They're either cutting, o sea, cortando, bajando de peso, perdiendo grasa, or bulking. What does bulking mean? So bulking Básicamente es como crecer, crecer músculo, ¿verdad? But it's very difficult to do the two things at the same time, right? If you cut weight, you're probably going to lose muscle. If you bulk, you're probably going to add fat at the same time. Um, so we'll touch on that again a little bit more in a minute. And it looks like it says Carlos is doing 90 minutes only cardio six times per week, sometimes running and cycling. Okay. And you know what, Carlos, I think that you should start doing more weight training as well. Let's all do more weight training. And it doesn't necessarily have to be with weights. No necesitas tener pesas, nada así. Push-ups, flexiones, podemos hacer cientos de flexiones todos los días. Hundreds and hundreds of push-ups every day. Um, and another key point I want to talk about here is that an exercise routine is not something that just has to be done um, all in one session in the morning. Uh, you know, like my brother, for example, he, he works throughout the day, but he does pull-ups and push-ups, so dominadas y flexiones, at different times throughout the entire day. He'll just do a set of 10 pull-ups followed by a set of 20 push-ups. If you do that 
every hour or every half hour throughout the day, by the end of the day, you've done 200 or 300 pull-ups and push-ups. And that's very good overall, because actually as human beings, they say that it's probably not good for us to do just one long exercise session in the morning every day, or at some point throughout the day and sit the rest of the day. O sea, no es bueno solo hacer una sesión de ejercicios por, uno, por una hora y luego sentarnos en una silla todo el resto del día, ¿verdad? As humans, we are built to be moving quite often, right? We don't want to be sitting in one spot at all times. Even sitting, recording this live, this podcast episode, I know that my legs want to be moving a little bit because they don't like sitting in this chair. As human beings, we're supposed to keep moving. So really probably the best thing that a lot of us can do is not necessarily do a super long session in the mornings. Now, my sessions of exercise are usually 45 to 50 minutes in the morning. I think that a lot of you can do a great exercise session in only 20 or 30 minutes every morning, but then throughout the day, whenever you can, have brief periods of where you do some other form of exercise. So maybe it's just do those 20 push-ups. I said, as is 20 flexiones. Do 20 jumping jacks. These are jumping jacks. I'm doing them in front of the screen where you just jump up and down and move your arms, right? Um, cualquier tipo de ejercicio, any type of exercise, just to get the body moving and to get the blood flowing, right? Hacer la sangre fluir, la circulación sanguínea, ¿verdad? Durante el día. Just to get the blood flowing. That's something that's very useful for us mentally and physically throughout the day. Um, so going back to kind of the workout routine, uh, let's see. Now we have two questions here. The first question from Eduardo is, do you consume protein? Yes, I do. Um, and then Carlos asks, how many calories should you burn in each routine for it to be a good job? Okay, so I'll answer the first question first. So regarding the protein question, right now I'm using a type of protein that I forgot the name of the brand. I believe it's ISO um, something, but it's it's pure whey protein in the mornings. So es pura proteína de, de whey um, y pues este tipo de proteína es uh, what, how do they call it? It's protein isolate. So there are two types of protein you might find. You might find protein isolate and protein concentrate. So a protein isolate powder, un polvo de proteína aislado, digamos, that is just pure protein and it basically does not have any carbs or fats. It's just protein. It's very fast digesting. It's very good to have after you do exercises. So um, the other type, which is protein concentrate, which can also be a type of whey protein, uh, is something that has a little bit of carbohydrates and a little bit of fat as well sometimes, which is fine. Um, I just wanted to explain the difference between those two. So yes, what I'm doing right now is six days a week, six days a week, and I'll explain why I don't on the other day, but six days a week, the first thing that I have when I finish my workout within about 20 or 30 minutes is my 35 to 40 grams of whey protein isolate in water with no, nothing else. So it's just 35 to 40 grams of whey protein isolate, okay? Um, and then about an hour after that, I, I have my first meal usually, my breakfast meal, which is the first of my five meals. Now, uh, and I'm gonna get back to that in a second. So Carlos asks, how many calories should you burn in each routine for it to be a good job? Um, that's a difficult question to answer. It's a great question. It's difficult to answer. And I would say, so as I mentioned, when we do a, um, you know, a weight training routine, 
typically we're probably only burning for me at least i probably only actually burn about 300 calories during the session itself whereas if i do a you know like a long cardio session or when i play in a basketball game which i do once per week i will usually burn about 800 or 900 calories but the thing is with weight training like i said we end up actually burning more calories throughout the rest of the day if we do weight training in the morning. Es un punto muy clave para ustedes. Si hacemos pesas o algo en entrenamiento con resistencia por la mañana, seguimos quemando más grasas y calorías durante todo el largo, todo lo largo del día. So that's something that's really important. So how many calories should you burn in each routine for it to be a good job, for it to be a good job or a good routine? Um, I would probably say, I mean, the answer varies from person to person because obviously me being a heavier than average person, since I weigh about 88 kilograms or 195 pounds, probably I usually burn about 300 to 400 calories in a 45 minutes to one hour workout. Um, if someone who is average size maybe would only burn 200 or 300 calories. Um, but I actually think that we should focus more on just the type of exercise we're doing and the type of movement that we're doing rather than how many calories exactly we burn in the exercise. Um, but that is a great question. And I think it varies a little bit. Varia un poquito de persona a persona. Uh, Brian was asking if the protein is sugar-free. And yes, the protein is, is basically sugar-free. There might be like a tiny little bit, right? And this is one point that I, that while we're talking about sugar that I want to talk about. So with diet, I'm someone who studied dieting quite a bit over the last four or five years, especially. And the one thing that I will say, the one main piece of advice that I will give everybody is to limit your sugar, limitar tu azúcar, tu dieta. Um, especially things that have like, you know, artificial sugars, but anything that has a lot of sugar, try to get rid of it, right? Um, we will hear a lot of different advice about whether we should eat a high fat diet, a low fat diet, whether we should have a lot of salt or if salt is terrible for us, um, sodium, et cetera, et cetera. And really you'll hear different opinions from different experts on all of those things. Almost the one thing that I can tell you that we know is bad to have a lot of is sugar. Es la única cosa que sabemos que es es malo, es el azúcar en cantidades grandes, right? Um, and I would also say fried foods as well, comidas fritas, eh, o sea, evita comidas fritas y azúcar, y mucho azúcar. Obviously, we're all going to have some fried foods and some sugar, uh, but try to avoid them in large quantities. Like I said, this is a very complex topic with a lot of opinions. Probably the one thing I can say with a lot of confidence is that we should just try to limit our sugar and limit the amount of fried foods that we eat. Now, I'm going to talk a little bit in a few minutes about, you know, um, what we can do, the types of foods that I eat uh, that are either plant-based or animal-based, um, also its impact on the environment. Um, but before I get too much off on a tangent, uh, I kind of want to wrap up what I was talking about, about the amount of uh, the macros, right? The proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. So for me, what I've discovered is that I need about 4,000 or just over 4,000 calories per day in order to maintain my weight. And like I said, I'm a person who's larger than average, right? And I also do a bit more activity than the average person. So lo que yo necesito para mantener mi peso son más o menos 
4,000 calorías diarias, ¿verdad? Y claro que eso va a ser más que la persona promedia porque yo soy más grande que la persona promedia en peso, ¿verdad? Y también hago un poco más actividad. Um, but then the way we want to divide this, the way I divide it anyway right now, is I have around 210 grams of protein per day, around 135 grams of carbs, and around, uh, excuse me, 135 grams of fat, and around 500 grams of carbs. So 210 grams of protein diario, uh, 135 grams de grasa, y 500 grams de carbohidratos. Now, some people who are listening to this are probably going to say 500 grams of carbs. How do you not turn into a fat, I'm not going to say the other word, but a fat F-bomb. 500 grams of carbs, that right there is 2,000 calories in itself, right? Because when we look at macronutrients, so for every gram of protein, there are four calories. For every gram of fat, there are nine calories. And for every gram of carbs, there are four calories as well. So when we see 500 grams of carbs, that's 2,000 calories. Dos, perdón, dos mil calorías en carbohidratos alone, right? Like I said, for most people, this is a quantity that's too high. So for most people, let's say that you're a person, let's say you weigh 60 kilograms, about 135 or 140 pounds. That's a bit more of an average size person. Maybe if you're someone who does a lot of exercise, the, the correct or the best quantities for you to eat would be like 130 grams of protein, maybe 80 grams of fat, and maybe two or 300 grams of carbs, which would be somewhere probably around 2,000, maybe 2,500 calories per day. That would be a little bit more normal of a diet, right? But the point is we all have to adjust it based on our weight, based on the type of activity we do, et cetera, et cetera. So that what I've figured out for me based on this program is that I need about 4,000 or just over 4,000 calories a day to maintain my weight. Now, What I'm doing right now is eating about 4,200 calories a day in order to try to increase my muscle mass by just a little bit. Because like I said, what I'm trying to do is go from about 195 pounds to 210 pounds. So subir de 88 kilos hasta más o menos 95 kilos without gaining any additional fat, right? Um, and we'll talk more about that towards the end about how do we gain muscle with without gaining fat at the same time, right? Um, so welcome, if you're just joining us, we have a couple more people. Like I said, we're talking all about fitness and nutrition today. And I would like you guys to share in the comments, what type of exercise do you do? You can also share in the comments, what do you like to eat? Do you, do you follow any specific nutrition plan? I probably shouldn't even be calling it a diet, right? Because the diet has a stigma. La palabra dieta en inglés suena mal, ¿verdad? It's como, ah, estoy de dieta. Maybe in Spanish too, you know, like, oh, I'm on a diet. That's not good. But what I'd like you guys to do is share in the comments what you guys do for fitness and, nut and nutrition. What do you guys eat? Um, what type of exercise do you do? Um, yeah, I'd like to see what you guys are doing as well. Um, So now, like I said, for me, I'm eating about 210 grams of protein per day, 135 grams of fats, and about 500 grams of carbs, which is obviously a lot. If you add in a little bit of vegetables that I eat, 
it adds up to a total of about 4,200 calories per day. Now, the way that I'm doing this right now is I split it up into one protein shake in the morning and then five meals throughout the day after that. And I'll admit that it's not perfect, right? A lot of times I do measure the quantities of the things that I'm eating, but it's not totally perfect. And some days it differs from others. There are occasional times where I go to a restaurant with, you know, with people, or I go to a family meal and I'm not measuring the exact quantities. I'm just kind of eyeballing things. And for those of you who haven't heard that term eyeballing things, when I say I'm eyeballing it, I'm just kind of, I'm looking at it and I'm kind of guessing, I'm estimating, okay, that looks like about a hundred grams of carbs and 50 grams of protein. Yeah, I'll, I'll count it as that. So estoy echando una mirada y, y estimando a veces. Other times I am actually measuring, for, for the most part, I am measuring exactly how many grams of each thing are in each meal. Estoy midiendo cosas, tengo una gramera, etc., etc. So get yourself some measuring cups, a food scale, and go to town. Go to town just means like, hágale, empieza a hacerlo. Um, so <clears throat> typically I divide it up into five meals per day. Now, why do I divide it into five meals per day in addition to my protein shake in the morning? So it's really like six meals a day. Well, there's a lot of talk in the fitness industry and some different opinions as well, of course, about the maximum amount of protein that your body can absorb or synthesize in one meal. Entonces, ¿cuál es la cantidad máxima de proteína que tu cuerpo puede absorber o usar, digamos, en una sola comida? So I've done a lot of research on this and there's a lot of different opinions. Uh, there was kind of a general rule that people talked about. They said, you shouldn't have more than 25 or 30 grams of protein in a meal because your body can't absorb it all. Okay, but then the question is, who, who are they talking to? Well, okay, is that a person who weighs 150 pounds? Que pesa 60, 70 kilos, 100 kilos. Es diferente para cada uno, ¿verdad? So I started looking into it a little bit more and trying to research this idea like, okay, is that really true? Is there really a maximum quantity of protein that your body can absorb and synthesize at each meal? Because with that logic, what that tells us is that if we want to have a high quantity of protein in our diets, like 200 grams of protein, 210 grams in my case, but the maximum that I can have in one meal to absorb it all is 30 grams, that means that I have to have at least seven meals per day in order to do that. Now, in my research, what I found, what I found, and I'm not sure 100% if it's correct, but I believe that for me personally, the maximum amount I can absorb is probably somewhere between 40 and 50 grams realistically per meal. And that if you're having more protein than that, it may not all go directly to the muscle. Now, this is something you'll hear different opinions on. And like I said, this is some high level stuff here. Uh, if you research it, this could be a good, some of you guys who are advanced English learners, this could be a really good topic for you to go and research protein synthesis and protein absorption if you're into fitness, because I don't think anyone really knows what is the maximum amount of protein our body can absorb um, in one sitting or at one meal. But I figured that for myself, I don't want to go too much over like 50 grams of protein per meal. So what I usually try to do right now is divide my meals into 35 to 40 grams of protein each. And then there also is always uh, a little bit of carbohydrate or fat in the meal, depending on the meal as well. Now we have a question uh, from Brian who says, I thought working out was difficult. However, eating healthy is even more challenging. Yeah. Um, 
Well, yeah, that's an interesting, it's an interesting comment. Um, eating healthy is definitely challenging in, um, in the modern world. I mean, we have a lot of fast foods, a lot of fried foods. Even when we go to places that seem like they're selling a lot of healthy things, like a lot of grocery stores, a lot of the stuff you get there is either processed or it has some ingredients that are not good for us. Now, this is a whole nother topic. It's a whole other can of worms. Another can of worms means otro tema muy, muy largo, muy grande, ¿verdad? Um, but yeah, I, I think we'll probably have to do a separate episode on that where we talk about, you know, the specifics of nutrition and what is healthy for us and what is not healthy for us. But Brian, the only advice that I can give you with that right now is just try not to have too much sugar and also try not to have too many fried foods. Other than that, I think in the modern world we live in, it's inevitable that sometimes we'll be having some processed foods, maybe also be having some things that we that have ingredients that are not that good for us, like canola oil, vegetable oils, cualquier aceite como de vegetal o de canola, um, generalmente se dice que no, que no son muy buenos para nosotros, para nuestro organismo, ¿verdad? Uh, but like I said, it's a whole nother large topic that we can talk about on a different day. Um, so that's sort of my routine right now in terms of how I break down my calories and my macronutrients throughout the day is a protein shake in the morning and then five meals throughout the day, each meal containing around 35 to 40 grams of protein and then different quantities of carbohydrates and then of, of fats as well. Now, I also want to talk about uh, what I do on Tuesday, well, from Tuesday afternoon through Wednesday afternoon, which is a 24-hour fast. Now, I talked to you guys at the beginning how I'm a fan of intermittent fasting. Que me gusta mucho el ayuno intermitente. So intermittent fasting in general is just when you have a window of time throughout each day where you don't consume any calories. You can drink water, you can have things like coffee and tea as long as they don't have any added crap, any added sugar or ingredients that add calories. Um, but essentially you go this whole time without having any food, right? So right now on most of the days, since I'm on this five meal plus a protein shake program, I don't, I don't have a long fasting window. So I stop eating around 6 or 7 p.m. But then I start again with my protein shake each morning around 6 or 7 a.m. So that's only 12 hours. And usually people who do intermittent fasting like to have a window of 16 to even 18 hours per day where they're not eating anything. Now, why do they do that? Well, there's a lot of benefits. One benefit is a lot of people experience a lot more mental clarity in the morning when their body just doesn't have to be working to digest things. Um, they have a lot more mental clarity. I talked about getting into the state of ketosis, el estado de cetosis, where our body is, instead of using sugar or glucose as its primary fuel source, uh, we are using ketones or we're burning fat essentially as our primary fuel source. And there's also something called autophagy, autophagia, which is essentially where the cells start replacing themselves. Think of it as the cells almost eating themselves is the way they describe it. O sea, las células del cuerpo autocomiéndose, ¿verdad? Why is this important? Because all of our cells in the human body when cancers start developing, it's essentially because cells are going bad. And if there's any scientists listening to this, they're probably like, dude, you're full of crap. That's the worst explanation ever. But the point is, is that 
with autophagy, our cells actually start regenerating, replacing themselves, sort of eating the old bad cells that are going bad and creating new cells. So uh, getting into autophagy, a state of autophagy and ketosis is sort of related, is a great way to prevent types of certain types of cancers. They've done tons of studies on this. The point is, is that intermittent fasting and getting into the state of autophagy is a great way to help prevent different types of cancers. Voy a repetir eso en español. El ayuno intermitente y llegar a este estado de autofagia es buenísimo para prevenir ciertos tipos de cáncer en todo el cuerpo. So look more into intermittent fasting if you haven't yet. Now, like I said, for me, since I'm not doing an intermittent fasting routine most days, since I'm focused on this routine of um, you know, gaining more muscle and having five to six meals per day. What I do on Wednesdays, Tuesday afternoon through Wednesday afternoon is a 24 hour fast. Entonces, un ayuno de 24 horas. And the benefits I'm trying to get from that are to try to get into that state of autophagy, uh, a long time in a state of ketosis, uh, basically trying to get these longevity and cancer preventing benefits that you get from uh, from doing this intermittent fasting. Now, why do I do it on Wednesdays? Because Wednesday is the one day where in the mornings each week, I do not do a weightlifting routine. The reason is because I play in a basketball league on Wednesday nights. Um, so I just do a yoga session in the morning on Wednesdays. Um, it's usually a short yoga session, even though Andrea, our friend from Keep Talking, will probably tell me that it should be like an hour long yoga session. Usually it's like a half hour long and some days it's like 20 minutes or even like 15 minutes. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm done. I did my yoga. But I do a yoga session on Wednesday mornings uh, and then don't eat anything um, until usually 4 or 5 p.m. that day. And then I play basketball in the evenings and then I'm back into my routine where I'm just eating a lot again, right? Eating every three hours or so. So for me right now, that's what I'm doing is one long fasting period of 24 hours every week. Uh, so I don't eat anything from about 4 or 5 p.m. on Tuesday until 4 or 5 p.m. on Wednesday. Now, this is something that I want to talk about is the two different schools of thought in terms of how much we should eat and how often we should eat. So you have this community, which is kind of like the, the bodybuilding community, right? Los de musculación, que siempre quieren los músculos más fuertes, etc., etc. They are always talking about consuming high levels of protein and eating very often because ultimately their goal is to have freaking huge muscles, right? Now, on the other hand, you have people who are longevity experts, uh, expertos en la longevidad, right? That they want to eat as healthily as possible to live for a long time. So they're not necessarily worried about having the biggest muscles, et cetera, et cetera. They're trying to live for a long time and be as healthy as possible. Me personally, I'm trying to do both of those things at the same time as much as possible. It's challenging, but that's what I'm going for is to do both of those things and also have a diet that has let's call it a low carbon footprint or is not too impactful on the environment. Um, so really there's three things that I'm trying to achieve with my diet. Number one, gain a lot of muscle. Number two, to be good for longevity and to not get you know, sick with a lot of the diseases that people get. And number three, to have a low impact on the environment. So tres cosas con mi dieta. Tener más músculo, crecer músculos. Número dos, no tener, bueno, eso fue tres, pero no tener un impacto tan grande en el ambiente. Y número, número tres, 
eh, tener muchos beneficios para la longevidad, para que pueda vivir pues, un largo tiempo. Right? So those are the three things that I'm working on, and it's a very difficult combination to try to get each one of those. Um, because on the one hand, you have people that want to do bodybuilding and to build muscle. And everything that we learn about building muscle says that if you really want to be building more muscle and getting a lot stronger throughout the body, you should be eating almost one gram or even more than one gram of protein per pound, not for not per kilo, but per pound of body weight per day. So what does that mean? Someone like me who weighs 195 pounds should be eating at least 195 grams of protein per day, which is why I'm eating 210 right now. Someone who weighs 150 pounds, so 60 kilos should be, or 65 kilos más o menos, should be eating 150 grams of protein or more per day in order to gain that muscle, right? Now, The problem is for longevity purposes, para fines de longevidad, with everything that we know, it's actually the people who eat lower protein diets, often higher carbohydrates and higher in healthy fats, are the ones that tend to live longer, right? So a lot of people talk about, they're in the longevity space, talk about how you only want to be eating around maybe 30 grams of protein per pound of body weight in order to maximize your longevity. So for someone like me, that would be only maybe 60 or 70 grams of protein per day instead of the 210 that I'm eating. They also recommend things like caloric restriction, intermittent fasting, entonces restricción de calorías, ayuno intermitente muy frecuentemente, que esos son muy buenas cosas para tener una vida larga, mejorar la longevidad y la salud a largo plazo. So how do we combine those things, right? If you're someone who's trying to gain muscle and at the same time trying to stay healthy and to live a long life, well, what do you do? You're trying to eat a lot of protein, but you're also trying to do frequent fasting periods and reduce the number of calories. And that's why I have one day a week where I do the 24-hour fast. So, un día por semana que tengo mi ayuno intermitente de las 24 horas. Now, I varied up my, my routines with this over the last couple of years, but I think I'm going to stick with this one for a little bit now because I do believe that for the most part, doing this six-day-a-week routine where I'm eating 210 grams of protein, a lot of protein every day, and then having one 24-hour fast uh, where I'm boosting that autophagy, I'm getting, I'm in ketosis for a long time, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and hopefully getting those long-term health benefits that come from that. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to do right now in order to sort of yeah, hit both of those areas, gain more muscle and live a long life. Now, the third area, el, el tercer punto que hice, right? Which was about the environment. So I am someone that I do try to have a lifestyle where the choices I make don't have too much of a negative impact on the environment, right? So that's why, you know, I've got my water bottle here in front of me. I try not to, to drink out of plastic bottles, et cetera, et cetera. Um, as far as the environment goes, We know that when we eat a lot of things like a lot of red meat, for example, red meat, carne roja, carne de res, is in general really bad for the environment because it takes a ton of resources to produce uh, the same quantity of red meat as it does, for example, to produce um, you know, a quantity of whether it's a plant-based food or even a different type of meat like chicken or fish, et cetera, et cetera. Um, However, the challenge with this is that if you're trying to get stronger and build muscle, it's been somewhat proven that animal sources, animal proteins, proteína de fuentes animales, 
is in general better for building muscle and for our strength as humans and actually has sometimes more health benefits than plant-based proteins because a lot of times with plant-based proteins, we can't get all of the essential amino acids that we need, right? Um, and a lot of times plant-based proteins are just not quite as good quality of proteins. So this is another difficult dilemma for me and other people who are trying to build muscle but not have a huge impact on the environment. How do I get high quality proteins while at the same time not totally destroying the planet? Because sometimes I worry that I'm doing that. If I'm eating 210 grams of protein per day of pure red meat, then we know that global warming is gonna go through the roof and it's my fault. Toda la planeta tierra se va a quemar y va a ser por mi culpa por lo que yo estoy comiendo, right? So how do we try to balance that? Well, one good thing I've learned is that actually whey protein and whey protein powder has a low impact on the environment. It's very environmentally friendly. Also getting things like pasture raised eggs, o sea, huevos con gallinas que, que, que crecen pues en el, en el pasto, verdad? And are not like locked up in cages. Um, uh, I'm probably not, I'm probably butchering the description of this, right? But um, pasture raised eggs, um, eggs in general are not too bad. Um, the same thing with chicken. Uh, chicken and a lot of white meat is not too bad for the environment. I'm also trying to incorporate a lot of plant-based proteins in my diet. Entonces, muchas proteínas a base de plantas, um, tofu, um, uh, oat milk, soy milk. They actually say some negative things about soy milk. I'm a little bit more of a fan of oat milk than I am of soy milk. Um, but there's also a lot of types of lactose-free Greek yogurts that I like that have a lot of protein. Um, so right now, I would say I'm eating probably 50% animal-based proteins, um, whether it's, you know, that comes from dairy, los productos lácteos como leche, queso, and yogur regular, digamos, con lactosa, etc., etc. Um, so yeah, cheeses, um, um, well, not necessarily cheeses, but uh, Greek yogurts, milk, um, eggs, all those dairy products, um, and some red meat and some white meat and occasionally fish. And then the other 50% probably does come from plant-based sources. So I'm drinking things like oat milk, um, I'm having tofu, I'm having plant-based like vegan burgers, beyond burgers. Uh, some people will hate on those. You know, I have some friends who say that they've tried, you know, plant-based burgers and they absolutely hate them. They're never going to eat a beyond burger again, et cetera, et cetera. But I, in general, do like the taste of these types of things. Um, now, one thing, if you're really getting into the nitty gritty details here, when you eat plant-based proteins, most of the time they do have higher quantities of fats and especially carbs as well. So if you want, you know, just like like pure protein, really lean protein, the best way to do it is typically like some form of baked chicken or just some other type of white meat like turkey, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Because almost all types of plant-based protein inevitably have extra calories from fat and carbs. Um, and then we know also that things like red meats have more fats and carbs, uh, excuse me, have more fats, but not carbs as well. Um, so I think I've kind of hit on the main areas here of the diet. Like how do we have a diet that helps us get strong, build big muscles, um, helps us live long at the same time, and also is not too impactful on the environment. So just to kind of sum up that part, what I do is I do in general have around 210 grams of protein per day. I have one day a week where I'm doing a long fasting session of 24 hours to try to get those long-term health benefits of autophagy and ketosis, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm having about half of my protein sources come from plant-based proteins. Um, 
so yeah, I hope that's a good summary sort of of, of my, my diet and what I'm working on right now. And hopefully it can help some of you guys as well. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about exercise here. I want to see if anyone, we've only got actually a couple people listening at this point. I, I must have gotten too boring or too technical, or you guys just got sick of listening to me talk about dieting on a Sunday. But I want to see if anyone has any questions. Que si alguien que está escuchando tiene alguna pregunta específica, algún comentario. Um, and I'm going to check over here to see if there's anything else that I wanted to go over. Um, grab a glass of a drink of water from my hopefully environmentally environmentally friendly glass here. Um, and I think I might talk just a little bit more about exercise before we finish here as well. But before I finish things off, does anybody have any questions about dieting, about dieting to build muscle? about dieting to uh, improve your long-term health, about dieting in a way that's environmentally friendly, or just about exercising in general. Any questions about fasting? Um, please, any question, any comment that you have, feel free to leave it in the comments. Cualquier cosa, déjalo en los comentarios. Estoy aquí para pues, responder. Um, and welcome if you're just joining us. We are talking a lot about fitness and nutrition today because this is something that I'm super passionate about um, and it keeps talking. We love to talk about all of these interesting topics. We do have a question um, from uh, Nat, Nat Trujillo. I'm not sure if it's Nat, Natalie. Um, how can I start with the ayuno intermittente? This is an excellent question. Yes. So what I would recommend, well, the first thing you should do is think about right now, how long is your fasting window? window? ¿Cuánto tiempo es tu ventana, digamos, de, de ayuno? ¿Cuánto tiempo estás en un estado de ayuno todos los días? So let's say, for example, if you eat dinner maybe at 8 o'clock, maybe you stop eating every night at 8 o'clock p.m., and then you eat breakfast at 7 o'clock in the morning the next day. That's the next time you eat anything. So right now, your fasting window is 11 hours. Porque paraste de comer a las 8 de la noche y empezaste a comer otra vez a las 7 de la mañana. So 11 hours, 11 horas estuviste en un estado de ayuno, ¿verdad? So what I would recommend you do to start, if that's the case, if it is 11 hours, is to try to increase it by about two hours to begin, right? So try to go for 13 hours for a few days. Maybe that means having dinner a little earlier if you can and stopping eating at 6 p.m. or having either skipping breakfast or having breakfast a little bit later, maybe at like nine o'clock in the morning. Because I'll tell you one thing from my experience with intermittent fasting, the body gets used to it very quickly. It might take about a week or two, but it's very easy for the body to get used to going 16 to 18 hours without eating, because that's typically what I would do is I, I used to be someone who didn't do intermittent fasting. So I would just stop eating at eight or nine o'clock every night and start eating again at seven or eight in the morning. But when I started intermittent fasting for the first couple days, you try to, you skip breakfast basically. So I would stop eating at eight o'clock at night and then not eat again until 12 o'clock the next day after mediodía. For the first couple days, it's like, oh my gosh, I haven't eaten anything for 15 hours. But then after about a week of that, the body really gets used to it. And you almost kind of don't even feel hungry in the morning. Ni sientes el hambre por la mañana porque tu cuerpo ya se acostumbró. So that's what I would recommend is start just little by little, maybe add one or two extra hours in the morning to 
you know, to your normal routine. So don't eat breakfast for an hour or two later, or just skip breakfast. That's probably the easiest thing is just skip breakfast. A lot of times, you don't need to eat breakfast. Um, I think it's a myth. It's an old wives tale. It's a mito when they say that, um, that breakfast is always the most important meal of the day. Um, that's, I don't think that's completely true in my opinion, but the point is with intermittent fasting, um, yeah, I would just recommend increasing the, the fasting window. So aumentar el tiempo que pasas en un estado de ayuno todos los días, poquito a poco. Si ya estás en 12 horas más o menos, trata de aumentarlo a 14 horas por unos días y luego a 16, 17 horas si puedes. And then after that, you'll be only eating in maybe a seven or eight hour window each day. So your first meal would be at maybe 12 o'clock at noon, and then you're, you finish eating by seven o'clock p.m. every day. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the same every day. A lot of people like to have a routine where they eat within the same window every day, but you can vary it up. Some days you can eat breakfast right away, and then the next day, maybe just don't eat breakfast and you know eat the first meal at noon. Or you can even do what I do and do one full 24-hour full day fast per week. It's a little bit extreme, but it's also a good way to do it. Uh, the reason that a lot of people use 16 to 18 hours as a good window, una ventana de no comer por 16 a 18 horas, is because there's a lot of research showing that autophagy really kicks in. La autophagia comienza mucho de verdad after 16 hours, 16 hours of being in a fasted state. Now that kind of, I'm sure it can vary, right? But that's the number that I've heard very popularly. So if you really want to get those long-term, those, you know, cancer preventing benefits, typically doing a 16 hour or more fast on a somewhat regular basis is a really good idea. So that's a great question. Um, hey, buenos dias, saludos desde Monterrey. Very good, yes. You know what, I'm, I'm just, I'm totally going to go off topic here, but I have never been to Monterrey. I have been to numerous parts of Mexico, but um, I definitely need to go to Monterrey sometime. So thanks for being here with us, Araceli. We're very happy to have you. And um, while while you, we are here, do you have any questions about fitness and nutrition? Alguna pregunta sobre fitness, sobre alimentación, o pues si quieres podemos seguir hablando sobre Monterrey, cualquier cosa. Yeah, I love uh, talking about the different cities that you guys are from. So thank you so much for being here. Um, and like I said, I'm going to go maybe for 10 more minutes here um, and talk a little bit more about weight training and resistance. Um, let me know if you guys have any more questions, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, so I want to touch on an important point, and this is probably going to be, well, I'll be honest here. I don't want to sound sexist, but this is going to be a big one for the dudes that end up listening to this podcast episode. Eso va a ser muy, uh, mucho, muy de valor, yo creo, para los, los, los muchachos que van a escuchar el episodio del podcast después, porque voy a hablar específicamente sobre construir masa muscular. So we're going to talk a lot about building muscle mass to finish things up here. Now, I've done a lot of studying of this. And now, of course, I'm not the biggest guy in the world, right? Um, there are people out there that have more muscle mass than I do. But in terms of building muscle mass, what types of exercises do we want to do? What do we want to do to build more muscle mass? Para construir más masa muscular. ¿Cuál es la manera más eficaz? ¿Verdad? ¿Qué tipo de ejercicio? Well, the first thing that I want to touch on is the number of repetitions we're doing. So in English, we, we just call it reps. How many reps are you going to do? Reps just means repetitions. ¿Cuántas repeticiones vas a hacer de cada ejercicio? So typically, with most exercises, 
the experts say that anywhere in the rep range, in el rango de repeticiones, de 6 a 20, 6 a 20, 6 to 20 reps, 6 to 20 reps, it can be beneficial for building muscle per each set. So how many reps per set? ¿Cuántas repeticiones por grupo de ejercicios? They usually say that somewhere between 6 and 20 is the sort of optimum number for building muscle. Now, there are other people that sort of say the sweet spot, como la, la mejor zona o la zona más eficaz, es de 8 a 10 repeticiones. They'll say that 8 to 12 reps. Some people will say 6 to 10 reps is the best for, in, for building muscle, right? But I, that's the advice that I would give is if you're really trying to build muscle, try to make it so that basically every exercise you do whether if you're going to the gym, for example, and you're using weights at the gym, try to make it so that you're doing between about 6 and 20 reps. Entonces, voy a repetir en español. Si estás haciendo ejercicios en un gimnasio o en casa o lo que sea, queremos hacerlo con un peso eh, con el cual puedes hacer un máximo de como 6 a 20 repeticiones. Y eso es para construir masa muscular, entre 6 y 20. Y obviamente puedes, puedes variar los grupos. Um, 8 a 12 es como lo más común que dicen los expertos, right? So 8 to 12 reps is sort of the, you know, what the experts would say the, the sweet spot is, but you will hear different opinions on this. Now, a lot of people also talk about doing compound exercises versus um, doing just isolated exercises. So what's an example of a compound exercise? Um, maybe actually I'm gonna just say hello to the new people who just joined us. Saludos, Diana. Polisuez, Capsidia, Afro Alejandro. Nice to have you guys all here. Thank you for joining us. Um, does anyone know, maybe you could share in the comments, what is the difference between a compound exercise and an isolated exercise, an isolated exercise? So I'll see if anyone can get it while I start talking about it here. Um, but essentially a compound movement is an exercise where you're involving multiple body parts. So a great example is like a squat, una sentadilla, ¿verdad? This is a compound exercise, the, the, a compound exercise. The main muscles we're using are the glutes, the butt muscles, right? Um, then also the quadriceps, um, you know, we're using a lot of leg muscles, but we also have to use our shoulders to keep the bar steady up above us. Essentially, we're using almost all of our whole body to do this movement. It's a compound exercise. Whereas if you're doing a bicep curl, what is a bicep curl? Para los que, que hablan en español, pues, de, de los biceps, ¿verdad? El ejercicio de biceps donde estás haciendo esto. If you're watching the podcast, I'm sorry, you can't see, but if you're, if you're watching the Instagram live, uh, you'll be able to see. So basically, you're just... You're moving your hand upwards towards your shoulder while you're curling a weight. That's a bicep curl. This is an isolated exercise that's not using as much muscles as many of the different muscle groups, right? Now, in general, I would say it's a better idea to do more compound exercises because ultimately it is better to be doing exercises that use your whole body and that are more functional. When we talk about functional strength, um, we mean exercises that are actually things that we would do in our daily life. Um, and obviously doing a squat, una sentadilla, where we always have to sit down and stand up during the day. It also helps when we're lifting things, we do a squatting motion to lift things, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's, it's a more functional exercise. Um, but I would say lean more towards compound exercises than isolated exercises. Tener una tendencia de hacer más de esos ejercicios 
compound eh, que, que involucran más de un solo grupo muscular que ejercicios aislados. Um, now, the, uh, the last thing I want to touch on is body weight exercises and outdoor workouts. Now, for those of you who are listening, um, if you do exercise, where do you do exercise? Could you tell me in the comments? Where do you do your exercise? Do you do it outside? Do you do it in your house? Do you do it in a gym? ¿Dónde haces tu ejercicio? Afuera, no sé, en un, en un parque, adentro de tu casa, en un gimnasio. ¿Dónde haces tu ejercicio, por favor? Um, and I'm going to explain why I like to do my exercise outside. Now, I, there's a lot of reasons for it. Number one is because I don't want to pay for a gym membership because gym memberships are expensive and I think they're unnecessary. Number two, I'm a big fan of a, a lifestyle that I consider to be a bit more natural for human beings, which means getting outside. It's very beneficial for us as human beings, especially in the morning each day, to get outside and get some early morning sun. Um, I don't think we were meant to be inside all day long, 24 hours a day as human beings. That's why I like to do my exercise outside. Um, and the other thing which I want to talk about is body weight exercises, right? Um, so these are things, you know, like doing abs, doing push-ups, doing pull-ups. So abdominales, flexiones, abdominales, cosas así, cosas con el peso corporal. There are so many different things that we can do as body weight exercises. Just jumping, obviously things like running and swimming count as well. Uh, but I do not think at all that you need to have weights in order to build muscle mass. No necesitas tener pesas, mancuernas, barras necesariamente para construir masa muscular. Um, I really do think that we can do a lot with um, just our body weight, right? Um, and I guess without going too much into the details here, um, yeah, I, last year I was doing a routine where for about four months I didn't do any sort of weight, uh, didn't use any sort of weights, right? All I was doing was body weight exercises. So push-ups, pull-ups, and jumps. And at the end of that period of doing that every day for you know four months, I was yeah very strong. Um, my muscles certainly hadn't gotten weaker. Um, so I definitely encourage all of you to do exercise outdoors, um, to do body weight exercises. You do not need to go to a gym. You do not need to have a bunch of fancy equipment or weights to get to get huge, as we would say in English. Um, so no necesitan ir a un, gimnas perdón, a un gimnasio, tener pesas, tener mucho equipaje, muy fancy. No, no es necesario. Puedes hacer cosas adentro de tu casa, aún mejor afuera de la casa, usando tu peso corporal. Bueno, muchas maneras de hacer un buen ejercicio. Um, guys, I think I'm going to wrap this up here in just a couple minutes. Um, does anyone have any questions? Welcome if you've just joined us. This will be on uh, IGTV afterwards as well. And we're also going to put it up on our podcast. We have a new Keep Talking podcast, which is available on Spotify and several other podcast uh, platforms. So check that out as well. Uh, before I sign off here, does anyone have any questions? Alguna pregunta, comentarios eh, sobre ejercicios o sobre cualquier cosa. Y también pueden preguntar sobre el aprendizaje de inglés también, porque obviamente en Keep Talking somos un programa para mejorar tu fluidez en inglés, solo que nos gusta hablar sobre muchos diferentes temas también eh, con nuestros estudiantes. So, any questions about learning English, about fitness, about nutrition, about dieting, etc., etc. I'm going to look through my notes here and see if I missed anything because as you can see, I kind of wrote all these notes in this little scrappy notebook and didn't really rehearse it that well. But um, I've been talking here for about an hour and five minutes. And this is something that I could talk 
for hours and hours about. So Brian says that everything is crystal clear. I hope it was useful. I appreciate your, your questions and your engagement, Brian. Um, I know this was a topic that there was really a lot here. I probably could have broken this down into like five different episodes uh, because I went off on some tangents and there's a lot of information, you know, but um, but yeah, and I know that, you know, Brian and some of you other guys who are listening uh, have a, a very advanced level of English already. Um, and this was an episode where I really got into it and used some, um, some, advanced, some advanced English terms. So yeah, I would say um, just to sum things up, um, obviously you guys don't have to, um, you know, you don't have to do everything exactly the way, the way I do it right. But I would, um, I would recommend that all of you do some sort of exercise every day in the morning, preferably with, with weights or some sort of resistance, whether it's with weights, resistance bands, or your body weight. Um, cardio is certainly not bad, but I would put more emphasis on doing weights and resistance training. I encourage some form of intermittent fasting, right? Um, some form, alguna forma de ayuno intermitente. Um, I encourage you to do your exercises outside. You do not need to do them in a gym. And I recommend tracking your macros. Track your macronutrients. Entonces, deberían mantener un registro de tus macronutrientes. There are platforms, like I said, in Colombia, Metamorphosis Diet Master is one great program you can do it with. I recommend it. Um, but there are a lot of, there are also just some free websites you can use. And you don't have to do it perfectly. You don't have to track. I mean, there are some people that do that are extremely serious about it. But sometimes it's good to just have a ballpark reference, right? When I say a ballpark reference, I mean like an estimate, un estimado más o menos de cuánto necesitas, just to kind of make sure you're in general on the right track. Because I ultimately, I don't think we can do it perfect. I think it's almost impossible to live in a world where we know exactly how many calories we burn and exactly how many calories we eat. And I don't think that life would, I mean, we wouldn't even be living life hardly at all if we tracked everything exactly, right? Right down to the last gram. I mean, I think it's almost impossible, even though I know that there are some people who do it. But the bottom line is try to track your macros some, do your morning exercise. Um, and, you know, try not to get wasted and plastered. <laughs> For those of you who haven't heard those terms in English, um, wasted or plastered just means getting drunk, borracho, right? Because obviously, if you get drunk and drink a lot of alcohol, then you've probably added another thousand calories and that wasn't part of your macronutrient plan. But have a glass of wine, toma un vasito de vino y, y ya, ¿verdad? Eh, aparte de eso, no tanto alcohol. Um, but anyway, thank you guys so much for being here today. This will be on IGTV and will be on Keep Talking Podcast. Um, so yeah, have a great rest of your Sunday or whatever day it is you're listening to this on. And uh, peace out. Thanks for listening, talkers. Remember that Keep Talking is the best platform for you to reach an advanced level of English fluency and connect with a global community. Remember to follow us on Instagram at